This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello, everyone. This is the Evil Chocolate Cookie bringing you tonight's edition of the Jeopardy Chronicles. Into this second day of our season 39 second chance tournament. And this game, we might be here for a few minutes because this game was crazy. Like, all kinds of crazy in all kinds of ways. So, I'm not even going to waste any time with Blither Blather on the intro. We'll get to housekeeping stuff because I do have an announcement at the end of the program. So, let's just jump in. And how do we do that? We meet our contestants first. We had Jake, Sam, and Javeria. Yay, a long, confusing name I can actually pronounce. Nah, I'm not... I'm, I'm kidding, but yeah, I can actually pronounce her name because everyone says it the same way except for TTS. If Johnny and Ken say it basically the same way, I can kind of get a feel for it. But if one of them says it's slightly different or something like that, then I get confused. But here we are. This, honestly, this game looked like it was going to go one way and then it did a 360. It was just wee or a 180 or a whatever numbers. Not my friend. So, Sam had a nice, Sam had a nice run there for, for a while, looked like he was going to take off with the game. Got the first daily double, added a nice fat chunk of money to his score, and da 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 and Jason was playing, or not Jason, but Jake, Jason was yesterday. Sorry guys. We have, we had, Jay- we had Jason yesterday and Jake today, so it's kind of. My brain's like, okay, which which J name are we going for? So, yeah. But Jake had a nice run at things, too. And Javeria, there for a while, was kind of, you know, left behind as the other two kind of took off with the game. Double Jeopardy shows up, though, and let me tell you something. That girl knows her opera. She got the opera category, was taking off like a crazy person, landed the second Daily Double in the game, and then made me yell at her by wagering everything. I'm like, are you crazy? I don't care how confident you are in that category. This is double jeopardy, lady. You ain't supposed to be doing that. Uh-uh. Past a certain point in the game, that is a very, very, very unwise move. Just don't do it. But... As I'm in the middle of yelling at her, she comes up with the right answer, and I'm just cut off by, you know, Ken's ruling. Like, okay, I guess my yelling is kind of a moot point, because she got it right and doubled her money, and took a nice fat lead. Actually, it was a three-way split on the Daily Doubles today, because Jake got the next one, and also added a nice fat chunk of change. But... Yeah, everyone who got a Daily Double today, that being everyone, got it right. So everybody got a chance to put some nice padding on their score, which is definitely awesome. I I like it when people do that. I like it when the game is 
you know, suspenseful. Let's ju- let's just use that word because Javeria almost ran away with it, but not quite. And it's those games, the almost a runaway but not quite type games that are just whoa. It's just a case of, oh my god, can they hang on to that lead or is someone going to pop up and take it away? I think in some ways that kind of game is even more suspenseful than the they're nipping at your heels kind of game. Because you're wondering, okay, this person is just a hair from running away with this thing. Can they keep it? And it's just like, it's a constant, it's a constant question until you find out the outcome of the game. So, yeah, I think, I think those kind are the most suspenseful, at least in my book. Some of you might disagree and that is perfectly okay. But I'm just... The, a lot of this reaction part is very, very heavily opinionated, so. I probably should have warned you about that on the first day. I will give you the brief play-by-play, and then it gets opinionated when we start talking about strategy and we start talking about player decisions. Yeah, that that's opinionated. But anyway, Final Jeopardy was really important today because of that Almost locked out, but not quite situation. And let me tell you what a final Jeopardy it was. Everybody got it correct. And two of our three players made massive, massive wagers. Actually, I think everybody made a good size wager. I don't remember the exact numbers. I never do. But everyone had a minimum of $35,000 by the end of the game. Yeah. You heard me right. Everyone had $35,000 at least. But it was Javeria who managed to, you know, pull ahead and win the game. Just barely, but she did it. And... Just that kind of a win under those circumstances and with those scores? My gosh, we need to see more of that. We need a lot of that. That's what I had hoped Masters would be. But in some ways it was, in some ways it wasn't, because we did have Madame Odio and James Holtower up there. Two of the most aggressive players ever. You know, come to think of it, we never covered Masters here. When I can find the energy and, you know, the strength to be in front of the microphone, we'll go into flashback mode again. And we'll cover Masters. Why? Just because I can. Because Masters came about uh, about a month before this podcast happened, I want to say. But yeah, the kind of game we saw today is what I'd hoped for in Masters. That we didn't really see a lot of because James, Matt, yeah. I'm not bashing them. I'm just saying with that kind of aggressive play, it's hard to see, you know, the truly epic 
on the fence, edge of your seat type of game. It's just, it was just one of those, today's game was one of those that just sticks out in your head. And as much as I want to flip my lid every time somebody makes a crazy wager in the middle of the double jeopardy round, I have to say this one was worth it. Maybe I'll change my mind once I get closer to being a contestant myself. But from, but from where I'm sitting, that is a very risky move and can land you in hot water. So, unless your name is James Holtower and you are 1 million percent confident in yourself, I would say don't do it. And even if your name is James Holtower, you might screw up anyway. So don't do it. But yeah. I got I got to pick on James. I I don't like James's attitude, but I like James's sense of humor. And I and James honestly kind of impresses me with just how smart he is. The only thing I don't like about James is that he knows it. And kind of expects everyone else to know it too. But yeah, James James cracks me up. That's the one thing I miss about Twitter is James. So yeah. How did we get off on James again? Oh yeah, daily doubles. <laughs> I was saying, unless your name's James Holtzhauer, don't do anything stupid. Oh. But yeah, that that was today's game. I told you we'd be here for a little while because I just had to talk. There, there were just things about today's game and about, you know, wagering and strategy in general and us getting off on tangents as we will do sometimes. So, yeah, I'm going to wrap this thing up and let you folks go to bed like normal humans. Hi, Telegram. But that announcement that I promised, I am having a Christmas party Friday afternoon around 3 o'clock Eastern Time. And I, unless your name is Jamie Russell White, you're invited. Yes, I put my stalker's identity out for public consumption. Because I need every single one of you to know who you have my express permission to tell to F off if they contact you looking for me. Yeah, I'm being as blunt as I can without engaging in explicit language. So, yeah. But, yeah. And as I was saying, unless your name is Jamie Russell White, you are 100% invited and I do hope to see you there. So on that note, I am going to sign off for the night, and I'm going to say, as I always do, good night. Thank you for listening, and as Alex would say, so long, everybody. This is Jamie T. speaking for the Jeopardy! podcast, an evil chocolate cookie production.